Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we're talking about Sweet Home Alabama. The Reese Witherspoon darling of 2002. A movie that I remember loving a lot and not having any issue with. Like, for the longest time in my brain, the idea of, like, a good rom-com. Like, I mean, it wasn't the first thing that came to mind, of course, because there's, like, When Harry Met Sally. But, like, I thought a good early 2000s rom-com that I wasn't embarrassed to like was Sweet Home Alabama. And now that I have rewatched it, I mean, I'm still not embarrassed, but... Yeah, I feel differently about it than I used to. And um, uh, this is, you know, just just to tell you, it was directed by um, Andy Tennant, man, screenplay by C.J. Cox, who um, is also a man and story by Douglas J. Abok, who is also a man. So this is this is a man's project it is a man's project and honestly that that doesn't that doesn't surprise me but it's not like some of the movies where i would assume that because my issues with it what i think makes sweet home alabama a good movie is that the characters feel like real people and everyone's a little bit nuanced um but the issues with it, well, there's there's a handful of issues. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's the whole Confederate thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I there's a, there's a lot going on here, uh, and I don't know if there what I think my issues are. It are gender issues per se, but I mean, there are definitely some things like. I mean, I'm from I'm from Georgia. I'm from Augusta, Georgia. So I always left Sweet Home Alabama as like kind of like a southern thing, and it was something that I felt like I could relate to, especially after I left, because it's you know it's southern girl leaves her family, goes to New York, starts a new life, finds a nice Yankee boy, and um, you know those are all things that I've done. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, totally. So I just I always like I don't know I don't know if maybe. I ended up here because somewhere like subconsciously like imprinted that like, that's what I'm going to do when I watched it as a kid. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of what happened. Um, and so I thought, Oh yeah, this is gonna This is going to be a rom-com for me. And then I realized, Oh, this is way whiter than I remember. <laughs> yeah. If you'll like, and I mean, I can't speak to it on the same level that you can because I'm not, from the south um so like any inaccuracies or inaccuracies like culturally i i obviously can't really you know speak to but yeah it's interesting because it does feel it feels like a movie and i don't know the backgrounds of the men who wrote it but it feels like there was somebody from the south um who helped direct or write it because it feels very conscious about trying to make sure even the super like kind of I mean like her dad who's like obviously like this racist like redneck like stereotype in certain ways like they try to make them all people and not it doesn't it feels like somebody is from Alabama yeah there's a lot of like they want you to know the people yeah and and from like like a, a screenwriting perspective and just a human perspective I think that's great but it also 
is gross in a lot of ways. Yeah, it also <laughs> um, it also like makes a habit of just like explaining away things that they really deserve a little bit more examination. Yeah. <laughs> um, like for example, um, yeah, I gave you a rundown of the plot. Essentially, Reese Witherspoon is a um, fashion designer, like an up and coming fashion designer, and she is with Patrick Dempsey. Um, and Patrick Dempsey um, proposes to her in. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that proposal in oh a second. Let me just gosh. give you the skeletons. I okay. definitely have some feelings about that. Um, she's she's with Patrick Dempsey. He wants to marry her. She's got two best friends. She's got a a black gay man best friend, and then um, Rona Mitra, who is like her like Eastern European, like really yeah. really glamorous. Friends. Like born in a fashion show, you know, that's her vibe. Right, yeah. And um and she and she um so um Patrick Dempsey proposes to her and then she realized that she's still married or maybe she always knew and she was just hiding it, that she was still married to her husband, and so she has to go to Alabama to get him to sign the divorce papers so that she can marry her Yankee man. And also there is her Yankee man has a mother who is a politician. Is she like a senator? She's like, a she's the mayor of New York. She's the mayor of New York. Yeah, and okay. she wants to keep going politically, and she also wants her son to go into politics. Like she, yeah, and, wants and him to become president. Like, yeah. Sorry, I cut mm. you up. Oh no, you're fine. Yeah, uh, no. So there's this uh, there's this whole controlling mother thing there. Yeah, um, and she's also just like a she's like a democrat but you know like like a white democrat so she's just like thinks that she's smarter than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and very very like shrewdly wants her son to marry like another another like democrat but like somebody from like a powerful family kind of like a kind of like a, a joining of powers kind of thing and that and that's not necessarily like what happened and uh so yeah that's that's the skeleton so this so <laughs> i do like how the film begins like with um us seeing well actually the film begins with a flashback of her and her and her husband um mm -hmm. as kids in like a thunderstorm <laughs> and it's like and it's kind of like like a sepia tone like it's the yeah no it's very dramatic because it's like thunder <laughs> but i feel like they made the film like black and white and then um you know, they're kids, they're chasing each other. And, and he's like, why won't you marry me? And she's like, I'm 10. I have a lot to live for. And then she's like, why do you want to marry me anyways? And he's like, so I can kiss you whenever I like. And then they end up kissing and then there's like lightning, but they don't die. It's, um, it's really like a mix. It's a lot. It's a really <laughs> it's a like lot. grapes of wrathy kind of scene that we're looking at. And also made me think about um, the flashbacks um, for like temptation confessions of a marriage counselor where it's just like there's like a schoolhouse and like they go to church together and then they got married and then they came to the big awful city. It just changed everything. It's very much like a uh, this time when it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, 10 year olds, like nine year olds, even if you have the worst childhood, yeah, you are more innocent. Like, that, like, I don't know when movies try to wax poetic about childhood in that way, like back, I'm like, yeah, cause you weren't an adult, like get over it. Like, <laughs> like you're an adult now it's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just cynical on my part, but yeah. Um, then, um, and then we, you know, we go to, um, 
you know, in the in the like late nineties, early two thousands fashions, where it's like fashion girl, like to, oh, to yeah. like a very like. I don't know. The fashion world as it looks in the late 90s and early 2000s reminds me of like the Tyra Banks, Lindsay Lohan movie Life Size. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Love that movie, by the way. Um, uh, it's just like it's, everybody's had, like, like a like, doll. romance in it so we could cover it because it's so good. <laughs> it's so I mean, technically, Life Size is a romance. I guess so. Between hmm. between a black Barbie doll and clueless white dad. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Maybe we should do that one on we this podcast. Do life Size. <laughs> I'm going to put that in our doc. Um, um, but yeah. And so like she's she's like an up and comer and she's one of those people. She's really like set up to be like she's the person who can like think on her feet and like she can she could make all the tough decisions and like this entire operation will fall apart. Oh yeah. Like her. Reese Witherspoon, like, you know, it's like backstage and she's like, you know, fixing a, a top on a model and, and et cetera. And you know, it's very like, she's in the big city. She's doing it. She's like cultured, um, et cetera, et cetera. They, they name drop like four brands within the first few minutes. I was like, okay, we get it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so this is, you know, that's Reese. And then, <laughs> Okay, this before she goes to her show, she has she goes into her an apartment, which of course is huge. And honestly, like I know people in fashion in New York and they do not have that much money unless they're actually famous. Like it's kind of oh, like yeah, it's any a giant industry. apartment and it's like covered in well, Patrick Dempsey is covered it in flower petals and things. It's like one flower for every day that I've spent with you or something. It was like, yeah, every time I've thought of you. And so of course it's like this, you know, huge romantic gesture. And that's supposed to be our introduction to him as a partner. Like he's perfect. And then like he comes to the show and he's Patrick Dempsey. So he's all like, you know, he's handsome and et cetera. And, you know, he comes from money, which is a very big factor in this um, film. And he's just head over heels for her. And she seems like it in the beginning that, you know, we're like, okay, so she's happy. So this is the setup. Yeah. And then the fashion show happens. And of course it goes great because you know, um, Reese Witherspoon is just like amazing at her job, which is fine. Like that's actually really great that she's not just like, I don't know. Like they, do, they don't make her clumsy. Yeah. And oh like, my God. Like none of the clumsy like she's girl confident, shit. Yeah. She can handle it. I liked that too. I was and like, I love how good. she's like shorter than everyone and also telling everyone what to do. Oh, totally. As a short, as a short person, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then she like, and so she's supposed to meet her Patrick Dempsey for dinner. And then like, I don't know, I guess everybody's in on it. The driver's in on it. Like he's about to propose and she gets like lured into this building. <laughs> she thinks it's dinner. And then it's just like a jewelry store open after hours with like, a bunch of people that were just standing in the dark An waiting for her to amount get of staff, there. Like we're hired to just be there while this man like in like proposes to Reese Witherspoon. Who proposes to someone by getting a bunch That's of so stressful by getting all of these extra people to show up and they're all just like they're all just like displaying all different kinds of rings and they're all smiling at you and just like obsessed and their eyes are just glued to you and the whole time I was just thinking he better have paid these people overtime to fucking be oh, here same. My, and to I, do this shit <laughs> like i was fully like my thoughts were all with the staff like i was like um this is so extra it was so extra it's just like 
Yeah. Which diamond do you want, my princess? And we find out during this that they've only been dating eight, eight months. months. Record scratch. And he's like, they, we never really know like how old she is, but it's like assumed probably late 20s um, based on the timeline. Um, I know she's not that much older because she got married super young, which we'll get into in a minute, but... Anyways, late it late twenties, maybe so early thirties. They've only been together um, eight months. Like they've been together for less time than I've been with Kyle. Like this is yeah, yeah. Weird. No, same, so same with weird. me and AJ. And I was like, what? And like, and and when he first asked her uh, to marry him, her she's kind of freaking out, which uh, makes sense. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Are you sure? And then he's like, uh, let me ask again. Uh, you know, before I get rejected twice, like let me ask you again. And then she's like, yes, yes, of course. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I get, I, I know people who, I actually, I have a sister who got married after a few months, but they, and it worked out. Um, But that is a very rare story. And the fact that he was like, yeah, I'm going to run at this jewelry store after eight months. I'm just like. He's doing too He's doing much. too much. Doing too much. If you're really confident in your relationship, you don't need to like nail it down that quick. Yeah. It was that's, just that's so, my it was so extra. And I was just like. <laughs> It's just so, and she obviously just like looks overwhelmed, which duh, that's perfectly fine. And then like, yeah, her character doesn't, it's interesting to me because her character doesn't seem like someone who wants actually that pageantry. And yeah, she doesn't seem like she wants that at all. I feel like he's been born and bred to give that pageantry because his mom's a politician. So it's all very, you know, uh, performative and maybe the women he's been with want that, but she's just like, Oh, okay. Wow. And he's like, let me sweep you off your feet. You know, what's interesting. I actually think that, um, this movie, which was made entirely by men, doesn't really spend enough time with Patrick Dempsey because especially like near the end, when you like, when, when everything goes down, Patrick Dempsey has a realization that is not set up. I was really curious about that too. You mean like at the end when he's like, this is what this feels like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just, is not like there's like hints of it like it's it's like it's assumed that we're supposed to know that this is the kind of person that he is but it, it's we get no indication that he was proposing to her just because he wanted to be married we get no indication that he's just like a brat like we get no he seems like he really loves her and he seems very open with her and very very forgiving he's like the the James Marston from the notebook of this movie. Yeah, like he no, he's like <laughs> definitely no, he's like too perfect. Like, um, so yeah, it's it's weird to me because like later we're supposed to have felt noticed in arc, and that arc they could have spent more time on that arc and less time on some of the shenanigans that we're gonna get into. In my opinion, definitely. Um, so um, she so she says yes. She says that she'll marry him, but she says that she has to go tell her parents and that he can't come for reasons. And he's just like suspicious, but he lets it happen. And she goes to Alabama. And the first thing she does is run into uh, the king of not Matthew McConaughey. Just never going to be him. <laughs> the king of not Matthew McConaughey. That, that is, is job title. I, I have always thought of him as not Matthew McConaughey. Josh Lucas. <laughs> yes, Josh. Yeah, I know. I know his name. <laughs> But like Josh Lucas, um, playing a Southern white boy, uh, that is, 
I remember him being more attractive to me as a child, as like a 25 year old me. I don't know if I'm seeing it for Josh Lucas in this movie. I thought he was cute. I um, thought he was cute. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that was it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, he was cute. And like, given the character, it made sense. I was like, yeah, he was probably really cute in high school. Like, uh, that sounds shitty, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, no, one of those dudes like, who's like naturally cute enough, but I mean, I imagined him like a few years back in like a football uniform. And yeah. like, of course you'd want to climb that. Yeah, like, exactly. Course. And now like, he's like kind of sad and he binge drinks. So like, you know, but I mean, I mean full disclosure, I don't find anyone like uh, adult me does not find anyone in this movie attractive any man in this movie attractive women yeah um <laughs> candace bergen in those blazers <laughs> like, oh yeah candace bergen is killing it <laughs> she really I was killing her. it but yeah like i you know it was one of those things where it was a lot of white guys who look really similar yeah honestly. it was a lot of white guys that looked really similar and um yeah the thing about josh lucas that like could have sold this for me because essentially the movie is the movie is basically setting up that she's gonna leave patrick dempsey and be with josh lucas and you can tell because she spends most of the movie with josh lucas and we don't and for a whole like giant chunk of the film you don't even see patrick dempsey yeah so it's they talk really on the phone obvious. like once like it's yeah it, it they give it away you know and you know they there's you still have to watch you know how it happens but that's very clear about 30 40 minutes into the film and in my I, opinion and and because i'm watching this like after being obsessed with it as a kid i kept on thinking what if this had been matthew mcconaughey would i have bought this story more and i feel like i would have yeah which part of the story would you buy more just like the um, Reese Witherspoon coming back and getting swept away because their chemistry, their chemistry is not, they have chemistry. It's there, but like, I, I don't feel any sexual energy between her and yeah. Josh Lucas. And I think that I think that's sexual a little bit energy is part. what this movie needed. It did because I felt like that was a lot of the underpinning for her I mean, it was like a lingering attraction because like as is made clear in the movie, their relationship was super dysfunctional. They were really young. You know, it wasn't, it's not like it was this amazing relationship that just like fell to the wayside. It was like a high school relationship. Like, and so they must've been like fucking, like it must've yeah. been like a very like carnal, like we're going to make out in the back of the pickup kind of thing. And the only way that I'm going to buy that you are making out in the back of some dirty ass pickup is because you really, really want to fuck each other. And I just was not getting it. And you know, it's weird because everyone else in this movie seems like they're getting laid just fine like when i see mary Kay place and fred ward who play her parents these are people who these are people with chemistry I yeah like they have sex in that weird chair they have sex in that weird lazy boy yes they do like i felt that melanie like, linsky like but beyond the obvious like oh she has kids like her and her husband definitely like have sex. Oh yeah, one hundred percent they do. Like the only couple that I think was weird. Wait, who is Melanie Linsky with? 
Is she with that big guy she with the with mullet? She was that big guy with the mullet. Which, oh yeah, but yeah, but I still felt but like they, they still fucked. felt like they fucked. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. It wasn't even about like how attractive people are or if they make sense together. It was just like they seemed like they did. Yeah, they seemed like they did. And the um the sheriff and the other woman, yeah, and that yes, lady yes, who yes, worked Wade, at the bank. Oh Wade. yeah, one hundred percent. They were fucking. And also, also that lady gets like one of the most of one of the most offensive lines in this movie where like she's like yes i lost 110 pounds well there's that there's the because every single time every single time i see a going back to your hometown movie there's always a woman who used to be fat who isn't anymore and that's always a joke and i'm so tired of it i think it actually happens in runaway bride too and it does yeah yeah, it's so annoying but yeah but no the other thing that she says that really really annoyed me was that reese witherspoon says that i'm i'm a fashion designer and then the lady's just like oh yeah um do you know jacqueline smith <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh wait that's melanie linsky yeah oh melanie yeah. linsky says that okay. yeah she does yeah oh my god yeah she just uh, the, yeah that that part of that conversation was so awkward i was so upset that's like that's like a that's like it's a chick like you're trying to <laughs> that's like saying oh do you know ann taylor <laughs> Yeah, no, it was like, oh, oh, Southern now. people don't know fashion. That's actually not true. Southern people do know fashion. Like, it's not like we get magazines, too. Yeah. And people who are like, there's a lot of people in New York who don't know fashion. Like, you know, like it's it's one of those things where you're into it or you're not. And like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and the thing that like like except for the fact that oh yeah there are more than a few people dressed as confederate soldiers in this movie i mean there's a whole scene there's a whole like reenactment scene that's supposed to be like the reenactment isn't supposed to be heartwarming but there's supposed to be heartwarming moments during it and i'm I'm like i cannot look away from all the like slavey shit going on right now yeah like <laughs> like ted manson um plays a man who was dressed like a confederate soldier the whole time he's i can't remember his relation is he uh bobby ray's dad or grandpa or something um, um i think it's like his uncle yeah or? but he's literally like that's his only outfit like that's why he's called colonel because like he, yeah he's just constantly in that confederate he never gets yeah oh my god yeah and then of course reese witherspoon's dad yeah um, fred ward is in that he's in it he's a reenactor he's very proud and you know there's like a scene there's like a few scenes where mary Kay plays is just like looking at him in that uniform like yes i want it <laughs> yeah it's so gross <laughs> And it is like, like you said this earlier, but like with the Confederate aspects, it is weird because this movie like forces it in the movie. They didn't need to do that. We don't, we didn't need to talk about the Confederacy in this movie, but this movie like throws in the Confederacy stuff, not just for laughs, but just like for like, like you get the feeling that they're like Southern roots and like, this is who we are kind of argument coming in with this Confederate stuff. And I'm just like, no. No, no, <laughs> and it does that without giving any air to any counter perspective. So it's basically like there's a moment like where her, where Reese Witherspoon's dad is wearing it, and Reese is like, "Oh my god, dad!" And her mom, and her mom's just like, "Oh well, that's your dad." And then her dad's like, "You can't erase history," which is like, "What? <laughs> no, that's, that 
doesn't know what yeah exactly you lost and like there's also, uh, <laughs> and there's also like only one black person in town yes his name is eugene he's the only one there and he and he his leg uh his leg was broken from something that uh reese witherspoon did as a kid Oh yeah. Oh bank. yeah, he works at the bank and you find out in the film that Reese Witherspoon blew up the bank with dynamite. Yeah, as a child. Which <laughs> there was also there were a lot of stories that were put in here that I was like, this is just I know it's supposed to add more, but it's just kind of confusing. Um, yeah, like the idea that Reese Witherspoon would blow up the bank just it just doesn't it does not scan. Like I just can't imagine her doing it. Yeah, like they I also like one thing is it shows Reese like coming back. It shows her reconnecting with old friends and I felt and she's a great actress and I felt I like she did a good job of that. But there was never a moment where she really felt like southern and like where it felt like she like took off her like tightly buttoned jacket and like was back until the end and i was like well why am i supposed to believe you're gonna leave new york if you still like are you might i mean you might feel different about that but i i i felt like yeah she was connecting to these people but not the place yeah yeah i did feel that like it all it <laughs> I had trouble, like, no matter how many stories, I had trouble really placing her in this town. She was just too... She was so polished the whole time. Right, in the movie. yeah. And she was also, like, acting like she was better than everyone and, like, really showing no... Like, I mean, eventually she apologizes and people kind of forgive her, but not really, which I think is, which I think is good. Yeah. I think she was an asshole. Like She was an asshole to everyone. She outed poor Ethan Embry. Okay. I want a spinoff movie just about him, <laughs> about his character, Bobby Ray. But Yes. The, 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 um, the gay Confederate man who lives in the plantation with the black maid, the plantation that... <laughs> that reese witherspoon le- later like, pretends is her house <laughs> i like again like what the hell and like the maid like it's like and none like the maid doesn't get a name you know there's just it's just she, so- yeah, oh yeah she's the only other black person in town actually so it's eugene and it's her and eugene gets a name and she does not and she like, is the maid yeah and like it's just like slavery is everywhere like yeah it's it's just kind of yeah it does feel like black people are there like to like you know and i mean i mean okay i'll talk a little bit about the south here it is perfectly normal to see a predominantly white town in which the people of color especially the black people are constantly in like service roles like maids um like people like you know like they work at the kitchen like you know um or um like uh, a lot of custodial work like this is and this is a thing and like a lot of the people in the world um you know a lot of people think a lot of stuff about the south but and a lot of southern people are racist but i will tell you that most southern racist people have had a black person in their life who just took care of them and they just kind of think that that's what we do and don't really understand like when we have like thoughts or feelings or things and like that's kind of what's going on in this town yeah where it's like if these black people like specifically like this is in 2002 if it was like 2014 13 and we're like talking about like ferguson and we're talking about like trayvon martin if we started talking about like that all of these nice people 
would they would they would be confused like there's a lot that goes with that confusion like hate and like all of that stuff but but it, but the root of it comes a lot of the time from confusion because they just don't talk to these people eugene at yeah. the bank helps you at the bank you don't ask him how he's doing or you're just very polite you've never seen his wife you've never seen his kids you don't know if he has them like that's kind of the yeah. relationship <laughs> yeah no i was curious about that because that was one thing that i was like i can't speak to that you know since i haven't lived in the south um so I didn't know. I was like, I mean, this might be accurate and that might be the problem. <laughs> like, Yeah, I um, mean, I, I do think that it's accurate. I don't think that it's good that it's accurate. I think that the movie could have been better about Like it could have critiqued it. Like it could have right. been accurate while also somehow admitting like no this isn't good like this is this might exist but it's not good yeah but i mean yeah i mean it felt everybody like it glorified it it felt like it was like oh south our history and it was like that made me feel really gross yeah i mean it, yeah it just basically treats it like that's this oh there's a maid okay well nobody's talking to her okay that's normal oh that's eugene oh yeah eugene got hurt by <laughs> like the, like if i were like in a, in a world where I wrote this movie, Reese Witherspoon would be approaching Eugene with a check. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> like, sorry about the fact that I blew up your leg when I was dead, and also that my dad <laughs> likes to dress like a Confederate. Soldier. I'm sorry that you have to see everybody in Confederate uniforms all the time, and I'm sure that like there's a there's there's a Eugene might reply like, "Hey, it's totally okay. I'm used to it," and Eugene totally has a right to respond to that any way that he wants. But like, can we? Yeah, it's can it's, we acknowledge <laughs> that it's fucked and that it's happening? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. These are white people who have never. Oh, yeah. Speaking of like the <laughs> the problematic white people in this movie, which I'm not. This is the, that's the last time in this episode that I'm going to use that word because I'm not gonna not gonna overuse it in this episode. I feel like that would be really like people would expect that. I'm not going to do that. But what I will do <laughs> is point out that one of the guys in like Josh Lucas's crew is the guy who abducts Brie Larson in room. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. And he's also been in another movie where he abducted women against his will and was like, and was like, you know, doing... So this is like the guy who, when I see him, I think of sexual assault and abduction because every single time I see him in a movie, that's what he's doing. Yeah, this what the like, fuck? Like, this is like the get, one time like, I've seen this dude where he's just like not bothering anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so weird and you're just like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird thing to be typecast as like i was like thinking like if i were gonna create like a weird headcanon for this movie that guy has like a woman that's like that's like locked up in his barn or something and we're just not talking about it in this movie <laughs> yeah like you're just like okay well they're like surely there's something secretive happening <laughs> i don't know why but yeah like completely um yeah this yeah the 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 it's well it's hard because I like mean, the re like it's you can't talk about this movie without talking about that because because the things that I like about the movie are hard to like because of all the confederate stuff like I like that a lot of the characters are nuanced but then that's like like Bobby Ray I think is an interesting character Oh yeah talk about Bobby Ray you know so Bobby Ray 
So when Reese gets back, uh, like she's this, she's like on her way to the bank. This is after she's seen Jake before she's seen her parents. And Bobby Ray is in a car and he like starts hollering at her, you know, like cat calling style. And she like basically yells like she's going to flip him off. And then she realizes who it is and she freaks out and he like gets out of the car and comes and hugs her. And in the first like few minutes of their interaction, he like name drops like he like recognizes her perfume and like her her like jet like what she's wearing and he also makes it clear that like he's been reading the magazines and he knows like where she's at kind of in her career so like he's immediately set apart from jake um and i think she's interacted with maybe one other person besides jake but he's immediately like a little more plugged in in certain ways and you i didn't assume immediately that he was gay but it was made pretty clear if you like we're paying attention. Oh yeah, and um, also like when they when they first meet, he cat calls her, and the cat calling just sounds so performative that it's. Like, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, totally." And he um uh and like she she like makes kind of a joke that's like, "Oh, like don't don't holler at me. You don't want to get in trouble with a little lady." And he's like, "Oh, I don't have one." And he's like, "Oh, you don't have a little lady." And it's like obvious that she knows, and she's just kind of like playing a cover and she like brings up who he went to prom with. And he's like, Oh, she's, she's coaching a woman's softball team in Nashville. Um, Oh my God. He went to prom with the lesbian. I completely missed that. No, that was amazing. And that's amazing. And so, and that was like, like that was dropped in their first like interaction. And I want that movie. Yeah, no, exact. That, that was why I was like, I want the Bobby Ray story and I want to see his prom date, like thrive. And so, and Reese was all like, Oh, well, you know, like, you know, it was kind of like, Oh, we all have secrets. Cool. You know, like, and so I was like, okay, so he's gay. So this is probably like a good friend from high school or something. And that's true. But later, and he's like, he's like the character when she's back that I feel like gets her the most. Oh yeah. He really gets her. It seems like they were really, and you know, the, the scene about like, you know, when she talks about leaving, he's like, you know, you didn't just leave Jake, you left me too. And I was just like, I really felt like they were friends. Me too. I was like, oh, he like, I, I, yeah, I think he understood her probably in a way that Jake didn't and like accepted her accepted the fact that she was conflict conflicted and didn't really know that like felt that she needed more than she could get there in the town. Yeah. Um, and he didn't take it personally. It wasn't like, Oh, this means you don't like me. It was like, no, I get it. Like, did you notice something about, um, how Reese Witherspoon doesn't really seem to like any of the women in her town? Yeah. Like none of them. It seems like her entire crew was like men, which I find so interesting. Well, it made me think a lot about what she was probably like in high school, you know, because, because yeah, when she interacts with, um, Melanie Linsky, uh, so condescending. It was so weird. Yeah, she was kind of bitchy to Melanie Linsky. I mean, she was real bitchy later when she gets drunk. We'll talk about that. But she was kind of bitchy. And it was this weird thing where Melanie was really friendly. And I was like, and it made me think like, oh, maybe they were really good friends for a while. And then it kind of fell off before she moved. There was this tension of like, we used to be good friends. And I know we're not, but hey, <laughs> um, with Melanie. But yeah, you're right. Like she didn't have any f- close female friends. Yeah, seemed. because she's she's Melanie mean to Melanie like Linsky, and then there's the um the other one who is um oh, Dorothea. Dor- Dorothea. Yeah, she's kind of just like 
she kind of just like tolerates Dorothy. But whenever she meets a man, like man, she just like runs up to him. Like, yeah, like Wade, the sheriff who like she's never had a romantic thing with and is with Dorothea is like, oh, my God. And then like, of course, you know, Jake, you know, her fucking <laughs> husband who has the unresolved. And then. OK, so Bobby I kind of thought that the sheriff was kind of hot and I don't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, that's hilarious that's like the guy i thought was the least hot <laughs> I, was, I don't know why <laughs> i don't know what's up with that he was really warm yeah i think that it was like his attitude he and just like seemed he like had, like kind he eyes. seemed like one of the few people who was like actually happy with where he was at and like like knew what it was you know yeah like, yeah i think that that's what it was because like i don't know josh lucas was just like i can't deal with like people that are like pretty and he just seemed like really like bitchy and like whiny like every single time like a lot of this movie is like her trying to get Josh Lucas to sign the papers and her just like doing things to piss him off, like rearranging his stuff and like throwing out his beer and replacing it with light beer and like taking his money out because they're still married. So she still has access to his bank account. And it's just like, he's just like, so like mad at her the whole time. And he just like, seem sounds like a brat. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. He's, <laughs> Like both Reese, honestly, it's interesting because like I like Reese Witherspoon as an actress, and I do like feel for her character in because she is a good actress and and she's set up as the central character. But I wasn't actually the most interested in her. I was a lot more interested in some of the side characters. Yeah, and Lucas, like Josh Lucas, also like great. I felt like he did a great job in his role, and I was definitely compelled to watch their storyline. But yeah, like they were both kind of bratty. <laughs> like I was like, you guys were both like probably like really popular and everything was centered around you in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get the feeling it's like a like a cheerleader football star kind of like dynamic that they have. And I've always just not been interested in people like that because they were too pretty. They thought too much of themselves. They weren't good listeners. So like, I don't know, like it just reminded me of like dudes that I went to people that I went to school with that I would not want to see again, like upon visiting. Yeah. <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, like, I'd more likely want to be at that pool hall that, like, oh, yeah, um, Josh Lucas's mom is played by Jean Smart. And I she, like, hang out with her. She seemed fun. She seemed so She fun. was so sweet to Reese. Like, she was just like, oh, like, I know you're not going to be with my son, but, like, whatever. Come over here. Like, I'll give you a drink. I was like, I want her to, like, actually, even, like, Reese's mom, like. Oh, man, Reese's like, mom seems so sweet. Like, her mom, honestly, kind of, I was like, oh, if she didn't marry her dad, she would be so much cooler. <laughs> like, um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody just seems, like, funner to be around, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, which also, I guess, we should get to um, Candace Bergen. So Candace Bergen does like a does like a background check on Reese Witherspoon because she's so blindsided by Patrick Dempsey like proposing to her, and basically find and they find this magazine article. Oh my gosh! Where Reese Witherspoon says that like she's from a wealthy southern family with a father in cotton and all that it entails like again like, like this didn't need to be like 
It was just so like. Why would she say that her father was in cotton when like, cotton is synonymous with slavery? Yeah, like it was like <laughs> like I just didn't. It didn't make sense because it, it. One thing that really fascinated me is they talk in this movie a lot. They talk about it with like Reese being. Um, I, I mean, Patrick Dempsey being a Democrat and his mom being a Democrat and that being a problem. Reese at no point says that she's a Democrat. And I'm so fascinated the whole time because she makes it clear that she's not like her parents, you know, and like, but she never actually says like, I'm a Democrat. And like, That's they bring true. that up so much that I'm like, what, what is, what are her actual politics beyond like being a New York person, which doesn't really mean anything. Um, Sorry, that was just that's just something that really distracted yeah, me because like, they brought actually, up politics so much. I was like, "Is Reese? Are we supposed to assume that her character is liberal because she doesn't actually give us any reason? Like, she's just I a girl who went to New York. Is. I don't yeah. think that she is liberal. Like, just by like, the even way, even the way she outed her friend, you know, she made like it clear outed- like that she like accepts him, but like also doesn't like understand anything about what it would be like to be marginalized. Yeah. She outed her friend. She did not present Eugene with the check. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she doesn't even acknowledge, she doesn't acknowledge the black characters. And I'm very curious about how her friend who is a black gay man feels because he comes to this fucking town at the end when people are dressed up like Confederate soldiers. And I'm like, if you were his friend, you would not invite him to this setting or you would warn him and be like, you don't have to come like, so there are two things. One, um, she, do you get the feeling that she like does not like other women because I do? No, I like, here's my read. I felt like she was based on the stories they tell about her in high school. She was kind of like a party girl and a little bit like all over the place and like insecure. And so she'd like, just kind of like do whatever and lash out. No judgment there. Like we've all been there. Right. Or, you know, but like, she like, was pretty like I, I mean she's Reese Witherspoon. So and like, when every guy comes at her, every guy from her crew, they come at her in like a very like sexual way. That that it's not that she it doesn't seem like she has an issue with it in principle. It's that she feels like she's too good for them now. I don't think that she has anything against like a guy running up on her per se. It's that it's country trash that's running up on oh, her for sure. And like there's this whole like storyline. Again, it's like one of the many small storylines that doesn't really get explained, like that her mom put her in beauty pageants. So I would assume based on that, that she was always like known for being pretty and like, yeah, two guys at the bar at one point are like Melanie sandwich. And it's very like flirtatious and kind of sexual. Like they're just basically like hugging her from both sides, which I was like, ew. (laughs) Um, And she's like, stop. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. So she was definitely a flirt. And I'm not, I'm not like saying this no, from a point of judgment, wrong with that, but yeah, but yeah, but it seems like, yeah, it seems like other women, like she didn't have the emotional maturity to figure out how to reach across to other women and like connect with them in a deep way. Yeah. She just kind of um, thinks of the other women who I notice are all brunette. Um, are yeah, like, again, <laughs> with this like weird, like all white Hollywood, like, uh, the brunettes. I'm like, it's, wow. It's like, they're considered to be less attractive and that's why they like got married to like regular people and like got pregnant because like they weren't as good as her or as blonde as her. <laughs> There's just like this whole, like, it's so, <laughs> I kind of wish somebody like people do take her to task but it's always men i kind of wanted like melanie linsky to really roll up and like yeah <laughs> no let like, her have it I, I love melanie linsky as an actress um she's just someone like that i've always enjoyed and i think she's really beautiful um 
and that's not you know the point but i i was just like man i wanted her to like strut (laughs) yeah um Um, but in terms of like her gay friend um what i found really interesting is that like i think that he kind of knew where he was because he was like okay i'm here i'm about to hang out with mary Kay place i ain't leaving here i'm gonna look at her entire he's looking at her spoon collection he tells her that she has great taste which i thought what a sweetie right i don't even know if he means that but it's so nice (laughs) no Uh, yeah like bobby ray like i think like so reese witherspoon this night at the like bar where she sees everyone she gets really drunk and she like lays into everyone and like to be fair they've been laying into her a little bit too um but she like really goes for it like she basically like is like i'm better than all of you she's like there's more to life than like beer and babies like which is very pointed towards melanie who has four kids and then she like yells at, and then bobby's basically like like kind of calls her out for being an asshole and he's like okay well if you guys don't have a pool stick you can take the one out of melanie's ass and then she like comes for him and she's like like basically like why aren't you at a gay bar like why don't you fucking like come out of the closet and then of course everyone's like whoa um oh yeah she literally she like she literally you haven't done anything with any girl in town and i'm just like damn bitch can yeah we, can we chill yeah like i was just like i was like because like man i know that feeling when you're drunk and you're in a bad place and you're like like where you can say shit that later you're gonna be like mm. but like she went to a level that i was like she needs therapy <laughs> like this is some deep shit like um yeah i mean you know <laughs> i feel like we're getting really dark here but it kind of feels like she doesn't like that reese witherspoon doesn't like anyone like including her friends <laughs> oh yeah no i mean what i read from her character and this way like i thought her character was good because she does feel like a real person um like she's flawed but likable in a believable way um but it just feels like she left Alabama after marrying Jake right out of high school she got pregnant she had a miscarriage um I think the pregnancy was what caused the marriage um but she was relieved to have the miscarriage because she didn't really want to have a kid and then she left to go to New York because she was like holy shit and I think she came to New York and like many young people who come here was probably just overwhelmed and like oh my gosh who am i i have to be cool and i have to be in new york and she just never actually like dealt with any of her her baggage and like because of that she has this really like thick shield of just like i'm better i'm me i'm a you know i'm a fashion designer and like a lot of people do that but like her character just feels like there's no center yeah um yeah when the miscarriage gets brought up uh you know, I think handled a little bit better. It would have explained a lot because it just seems like we could say that maybe she's like this because she never really dealt with her trauma. And that would be and it would be great if we had spent more time on it because Josh Lucas doesn't really talk about it. Yeah. Like they don't they don't like have a scene where they're just like talking about the implications of what it's like to have a miscarriage and like how does a couple come back from that and everything. Like I think that that would have been a good scene to have but i think it's also just because all of these men didn't really think about it like they knew enough like they knew that a miscarriage would dramatically shift a woman's life but they didn't know how exactly and that and and i mean there is this conversation with her and jake and it's when they're at a point where it's obvious that she's realizing she still has feelings for him and that he has grown up um 
I mean, what's interesting to me is aside from my problems with him, Jake's character feels more emotionally um, in tune with himself than Reese Witherspoon's um, based on their conversations. Like he went to New York a year after she left him and then he realized, Oh, this city's big. There's so much. I have to go get my life together. And he did soul searching. And when he realized she had a boyfriend, he was like, okay. And now he, he refused to divorce her. So super big asshole move. No, no excuse there. But his character was trying to grow in a way that involved reflection. And I don't think that Reese Witherspoon's character was. Yeah, no. And like, um, so just to just like to skip ahead a little bit. So basically, um, Candace Bergen decides, okay, well, I'm going to go investigate. She basically tell she tells, um, Patrick Dempsey, like, you don't know her. She pretends that her, her last name is one thing, but her last name is actually smoother. What's her fake last name? Um, her fake last name is Carmichael. Yeah, she goes by Melanie Carmichael. Her real name is Melanie Smooter, which, like, I would change my name to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, Patrick Dempsey goes down there. There's a lot of hijinks going on where she pretends that Bobby Ray's plantation home is hers, which yawn, yawn, yawn. Oh, God, yeah. Um, also... <laughs> The person who comes down to ask all the questions is our buddy, our friend in like three of the movies so far, Kevin Sussman. <laughs> I was going to say Kevin Sussman is like always this like assistant guy running around in these rom-coms. And I love that. Uh, yeah. It's like his brand is great. <laughs> like, he's killing it. Like uh, he's like the PR guy or the journalist. Or I also love how these movies the reporters are always such shady people. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they go down trying to like investigate and Candace Bergen comes down and Melanie has to tell every, not Mel, Reese Witherspoon who plays a character named Melanie. Um, Reese Witherspoon has to tell everybody, okay, yeah, I lied. What's up? And Patrick Dempsey comes down in a blazer and gray turtleneck trying to make him look as Yankee as he could possibly Yankee. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what, yeah, it is interesting because everyone from New York dresses like they're on the way to an interview, a job interview. Like they don't dress like people in New York hanging out, and everybody yeah, nobody in, dresses casually. Everybody in Alabama dresses like they haven't. Like somehow, I feel like they made the clothes dirty. Like it's kind of insulting. It's like everybody is wearing a tattered shirt, and yeah, I'm like, it looks like they bought it like like from like uh, the Salvation Army or something. Like yeah, all of their clothes, and I I feel like in reality the styles would be more in the middle, and they would be there would be less of a gap. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, it was really, yeah. Every, they had everybody dressing like this was like fucking green acres and it's kind of, it's, it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, Patrick Dempsey comes down with his blazer and turtleneck. Candace Bergen comes down with her, with her like business lady, Murphy Brown blazer. Um, the gay friend comes down and like a mustard suit coat, <laughs> yes <laughs> that i was obsessed with and of course um at at the end of the movie um he, the gay friend from new york and bobby ray have this moment you know they have a moment like they're gonna end up together which like but but like the, what about the confederate shit what, right 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 <laughs> D is this black man going to fuck ethan Embry in this plantation home yeah 
I don't know. And if so, I hope he tops. Oh, I'm, yeah. 100%. Like, I, hope I hope he there's tops. a little rage there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they come down and, like, Reese Witherspoon, at this point, we know that Reese Witherspoon wants to be a Josh Lucas, but for some reason, she's like, yeah, let's, you know what, let's get married down here. Let's get married okay. in Alabama. Also, like, I also, again, going back to what you said earlier about how we don't get enough about Patrick Dempsey, there are points where I was like, no, Reese Witherspoon is being selfish and, like, like completely irrational like the fact that she expects you to just go along with everything like after she's lied to you about her identity like she's just basically he's like oh my mom has this whole fancy new york wedding and of course his family's gonna pay for it and um she's like oh well couldn't we do it down here and he's like you know what yeah like no part of him is annoyed and i'm like any adult would be annoyed they'd be like are you fucking kidding (laughs) like you want to get married down here with your ex-husband like (laughs) yeah yeah like he's just like you know what the press won't be expecting it like he's such a like turning lemons into lemonade kind of dude like he he just accepts whatever comes like he's just it's just like i'm just excited to be here well like and if that's like really what his character is like he would be a great person to get married to (laughs) yeah i was like i'm like jake is like, like moody and you know he's gonna like be bored of the novelty of you staying with him like a year from now oh yeah okay so um and i mentioned this while i was watching it and this is about as nerdy as i'm going to get but um if you read all of the princess diaries books which i did um uh mia mostly stays with um lily's brother michael for most of it not how they like wrote him out for chris pine in the sequel that that's not based on any book by the way it's just some shit that gary marshall came up with anyway um (laughs) so mia and michael kind of have like their relationship all up through the princess diaries books but michael is much older and she's a princess so um a lot of their issues come from michael being older and he's dating a high school girl and it's kind of weird but he's kind of close to her age because he just graduated a few years earlier than her yeah. so it's like but it's like this weird area it where it's like you're an adult dating a teenager like it's technically but you illegal but it doesn't feel like <laughs> right this pedophilic right thing. yeah right 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 so it's like you're running with that and also there's the fact that she's a princess and so he feels very inadequate with the fact that she's a princess and her grandmother who is a bitch in the books by the way and i kind of hate that she's not a bitch in the movies because i think that bitch grandma is way more interesting yeah Um, bitch like bitch grandma like hates michael and so there's a (laughs) so michael who's like a who's like a super genius and like a programmer um because she goes uh, does it's played really down in the movies but they go to a school for gifted kids um so (laughs) so michael decides okay i'm gonna go to tokyo and i'm going to create this like amazing robot arm that's gonna help with like open heart surgeries because i need to prove that i'm good enough for this princess and i'm going to make my fortune and then i'm gonna come back you know i'm gonna get her back and so as i was watching (laughs) sweet home alabama i was like he's pulling a michael yeah (laughs) wow he's he's because like you find out basically that like josh lucas um um started his own glass company called deep south glass and it's like really really beautiful pieces actually i really liked them i loved that 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 was one part i was like okay yes yeah signed yeah and he so like he made his money and like he became like a serious business fan and i was just like well what i was i had to pause it because i was like oh i'm thinking about princess diaries again and i'm crying um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, again (laughs) 
funny. It's one of my favorite book series, and I hate that people don't know the whole story. And I think that the movies aren't as good, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like that was like a really cool. That was a really cool thing that he did. That's like the most. That's like the best thing about Josh Lucas that he makes these beautiful glass yeah. pieces. And I actually kind of wish there was a scene with him, like I don't know, like blowing some glass because I feel like it would have made like me maybe like topless, him a little bit more. Yeah, um, like a sexy scene. Yeah, and then like Reese Witherspoon walks in and sees him, and he's like passionate about his art. Yeah, and he's also topless, and she's like, "Wow, I miss him." And I would be like, "I get it, girl." Yeah, like yeah. we don't. Oh yeah, that's the thing. We don't see either one of these men with their shirts off, and that's really a fucking crime. Like, yeah. what are you even fucking doing? In fact, there's nobody with their shirt off, even Reese. Which, yeah, there's I mean, no. I'm, I'm like in support of it with her, just because I feel like she's paid her dues. It's like a surprisingly every like Hollywood woman movie for how sexual it is. Yeah, for how sexual it is. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's very interesting because I feel like a lot of the rom coms we watch involve like a lot of you know semi nudity, but there's a lot of like slut shaming and like weird ideas about sex. And I felt like this one was pretty sex positive, or like sex wasn't a big deal, but there was no sex in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was really. Uh, it's weird. Um, so we get to the wedding and of course Reese, Reese doesn't want to marry Patrick Dempsey, but she, but she puts it in like just the, the, the most asshole way. Like you don't want to marry me. Don't put it on him. That's the shittiest. Okay. <laughs> I have been broken up with that way where it was like, you're like too good for me, which I'm like, fuck you. You just don't want to be with me. Like, yeah, just, be just real. Fucking like, tell the truth. Don't put this on me. Like, yeah. Like, um, he, she did that to him, which is a manipulative move, whether she meant it that way or not. And then, um, and then, man, I, you know what? When I turned on the movie, I had been waiting for the scene where Ca- where Candace Bergen is just like, "Come back here, you little bitch, and marry him." Oh <laughs> yeah, no, Candace Ow! Bergen is so good. And honestly, like, oh, like. I was a little bummed because Candace Bergen's character is so one note, but like she's such a good actress that it doesn't matter. Like she you love her. Save, oh my god, that part! Oh, I was watching this part with Kyle, and Kyle like could not stop laughing when she like turned to Mary Kay Place and was just like, "Go back to your double wide and fry something." Yeah, no, and honestly, like it was just like. When when Candace told off Reese, though, I kind of agreed with Candace. Like most of the movie, I'm like Candace is being horrible. But when she was just like, "You're manipulative," I was like, "Yeah, she oh, is." Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, she's like lied to everyone I've and acts like she's anyone. innocent." Like she's she's like, "I'm in politics and I don't know people as manipulative as you." I was like, "Yeah, you're right." You're I was right. Like, Go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I don't even think that she meant to be mean to Mary Kay Place either. Like I think she was just mad. <laughs> yeah, she was mad. She like spent all like she finally accepted. Her her son's decision she's mad like she might she might seem like an asshole but she does care about her son you she know? does care about and her son she and just saw him get humiliated in front of a bunch of people and she's fucking mad she's mad and yeah i agree with her she's mad like even when she was like being really bitchy i was like you know what she could be way worse like when she's like i love poor people poor people vote for me i was just like you know what lol yeah no, <laughs> that that line i was like i also just felt like there was such a roasting of politics which i loved but i loved it it yeah. was just like of like yeah like rich establishment Democrats where it was just like so out of touch from what they pretend to care about. But like, I was like, yeah. no, but this is real though. Like it this is, is real. It's um, not very Hillary Clinton, <laughs> not to invoke her. Oh but yeah. I was really it, feeling some Clinton like, vibes from yeah, her. Just like, oh yeah. Like, no, definitely love poor people, but don't really want to hang out with them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Like, um, 
so <laughs> Reese, so Reese, you know, doesn't want to doesn't want to marry um, Patrick Dempsey, and Patrick Dempsey all of a sudden has this the character arc that I that I mentioned that we didn't see where he was just like, so this is what this feels like. Yeah, and like <laughs> if there had been this whole thing about like him breaking up a wedding or him dumping people or, or anything to that, then it would have been like, Oh, so he like has been running away, but it was just like, what? (laughs) I was like, I feel like this moment is supposed to hit me in a certain way and I have no context for it. Yeah. Because essentially what we're supposed to believe is that he is a man who has always gotten everything that he wanted. And for the first time ever, someone said no to him and he found that to be invigorating and like, even like smiled while it was happening. And there's a part where like, Candace Bergen's like you really just gonna let this happen he's like yeah yeah I think I am and like I I don't have anything wrong with him feeling that emotion but I wish we could have tracked that same because it felt it did feel like he he felt like a robot and maybe it's because he hadn't dealt with anything really hard you know like he just like did things right he knew how to what to say he was handsome he was rich he's a man he's straight he's white you know like so he's just like He's like, oh, I feel like shit. And it's like, yeah, welcome. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was thinking about actually I was thinking about Enchanted a little bit near the end there because, you know, in Enchanted, he plays like the regular guy who is like a divorce lawyer and is so jaded. And then the Jason (laughs) and then James Marston is there and he's just like the prince who doesn't take no for an answer. It is like optimistic. And it's like he was playing the prince. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He totally was. I haven't seen Enchanted in so long. Oh, it's so good. I just saw it for like the first time like this year, I think. And I was just like, wow. I worked in a movie theater when it came out. So I saw it a few times then. I've never worked at a movie theater. I've always kind of wanted to. That feels really weird that you haven't. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, because it's one of those cool jobs you can get in high school that like pays really bad. But like you get to see movies and eat popcorn. Right. But all like the film people that I knew, like, I don't know, were just like very elitist white guys who only wanted to hire other elitist white guys uh, yeah so i didn't really get to do that but yeah i wish i had um so yeah that's sweet home alabama yeah it um it was you know it's interesting like i definitely think the movie itself is better than a lot of the movies we've watched like, definitely it's a good rom-com like but it's not as good as i remember it yeah being. but like there's just a lot that's not answered and yeah. there's a lot that's put in there that they just needed they didn't need to put in yeah um and so i mean get go ahead give it a watch take notes see what you think um i would love to do a version of this with like people that aren't white yeah like the the other part of the town (laughs) yeah like everybody else like eugene coming back and being like this fucking white bitch came back (laughs) except he probably wouldn't call her a bitch he'd probably just be like oh yeah melanie's back but yeah (laughs) yeah um in Uh, terms of like what movie to watch instead of this um i would say um Early David Gordon Green. I'm always going to, if anybody asks me, oh, what Southern romance did you watch? I'm always going to say All the Real Girls. 100% oh, watch All the Real Girls. Oh, yeah. It's 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 really good. Um, it's uh, Paul Schneider and um, Zoe Deschanel. This was before she... This was like... Because before... 
there used to Zoe Deschanel used to be like a very like deadpan like almost like gothy performer and then sometime totally. and then sometime in like the mid to late 2000s she shifted this is before that I, I really liked like deadpan indie darling Zoe oh yeah I loved her in the good girl I and loved I, her in all the real girls I fully stand for I stand for I her, liked like, her in elf like, acting abilities oh yeah Zoe and elf like and I feel like she didn't really have a choice. Not that, yeah, you know, I, but I felt I, I like feel the same way. she was pressured. It was just very much felt like she was marketed a certain way yeah. in the 2000s. And then it was like, well, do you want to still have a career? Then, you know, do this perky thing. Um, but I don't think that's her, but I don't know her. Yeah. So. I mean, I always felt like she was just like a kind of like when I first saw her, she was very much like a Thora Birch type. And yeah. Then she just kind of like transformed and I didn't know when it happened and it was really weird. Um, I met her and when I was, I was catering this music festival in, in Washington, um, and she was so like, I mean, you know, she was just as cute in real life as you would imagine. But my, my takeaway was she seemed shy, but also she just found the one baby that was there, <laughs> <laughs> like in this room full of like artists. And then like me, like somebody else had a baby and she was like holding it and carrying it. And it was cute. And that was, and I was like, okay, there we go. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you guys. Um, last week was full of rage. This one was more full of, you know, critique, critique and nuance. nuance. Yes. Yeah. Which is yes. nice. I think it's nice that we get nuance every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, please remember to rate us on iTunes. Please follow us on Twitter at, at bromance pod. Um, you know, support us, um, tweet at us, follow us on Twitter and we'll be back next week. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.